0: You're listening to Deliberate Living, a podcast that inspires, empowers, and encourages listeners to live life more authentically. My name is Holly Priestley, and I'm a full-time nomad and creator who has been living in my 1997 Ford van since January 1st of 2019. I travel the United States with my dog, learning how to live with more authenticity. I explore different ways people choose to ditch the prescribed life we've all been sold and live on their terms, finding freedom and happiness however they choose. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Deliberate Living Podcast. I am your host, Holly Priestley, and... At the top of the show, before I dive into today's subject, I just want to remind everybody how grateful I am of each and every one of you. Everyone who has ever listened or watched or read something about one of my episodes. If you're a subscriber, oh my god, thank you so so much. And um, yeah, this is a fully audience supported podcast. So you guys are what helps keep this show alive. You are the reason I keep coming back week after week after week. We're in our what, late 70s now of weekly shows, and I wouldn't be doing that if it weren't for y'all. So um, that being said, I don't have any sponsorships, I'm not gonna have any annoying ad breaks, and so if you wanna help keep it that way, and help keep the shows coming every single week, um, there are costs associated with with producing a podcast and with hosting it online, um, and so if you want to help me afford all of that so that I can keep making the show, please consider donating uh, via PayPal or Venmo. If you want to get some behind the scenes activity and maybe even some snail mail in your mailbox, I have a Patreon set up as well. Um, and if that's not in the budget for you and you just can't do that or you don't think it's worth it, if you could. You know, like, subscribe, give me a thumbs up, whatever it is—five stars. It it varies depending on which platform you are listening to this on, but uh, go ahead and do that as well. Subscribe. That all helps us get in front of more listeners, more watchers, more readers, and more people in general, so that this information can continue to have a bigger impact and make uh, a positive influence in the world. So, thank you again so so much. And this week. I thought I would have some fun with it. (laughs) This week I'm going to talk about all of the things that I don't do anymore as a long-term full-time van lifer and all the things that I don't buy anymore. Um, And like I said, I'm trying to have a little bit of fun with this episode, so it's, it's honest and it's truthful, but it's also a little bit sarcastic and satirical, so I hope that you guys enjoy that. It's a little different from how I normally do my shows, and if you like it... Let me know, I'll do more like that and if you don't love my sense of humor and you might want me to keep it a little bit more serious, let me know that too so that I know how to move forward with the show. Let's just go ahead and get started. Um, if you've been listening to the show for a while or you've been following me online for any length of time, you've definitely heard me say or seen me say that van living really simplifies the complicated parts of life and at the same time it heavily complicates the simple parts of life and there are plenty of things that I used to do in my sticks and bricks life before moving into the van that I no longer can do or that I no longer need to take part in as a long-term full-time solo female van lifer. There are so many things that I cannot or don't need to buy anymore. And this might sound like I live a perfectly minimalist, simplistic life, you know, back to basics. And in some ways I absolutely do. Not gonna, not gonna negate that, but uh, I've also gone ahead and complicated a lot of bits of my life as well. So let's just dive in with a little bit of sense of humor and satire. The things that I don't do anymore as a van lifer. Number one, I don't pay rent. This is huge. Everybody's heard of this. Anybody who's researched van life, it's usually because they don't want to pay rent anymore. They don't want to pay a mortgage. Housing costs are very expensive. And so I don't pay rent. That's like the biggest thing I don't do as a vanner. I kinda pay rent in terms of gas and insurance and all of that sort of thing, but it's not exactly the same, right? The, the cost is generally a lot less, especially based on you know high cost of living cities. I was living in Denver. Living in Denver is very expensive. And so the gas and the insurance and the upkeep of my van is definitely less per month than I was paying in rent. I don't have to scour the available rental listings on Craigslist or Facebook or Zillow looking for something that's dog-friendly and within my budget and in a neighborhood that I can put up with. Now I have to spend all my hours looking at maps and apps and driving around on bumpy back roads looking for a suitable space that's level and private, has service, and preferably no other off-leash dogs or kids around. Totally easy swap don't have to search for rental listings, do have to search for campsites. Sometimes that driving around takes like an hour. It's really easy for me to bop from one place to the next and I get super lucky finding a space that has everything I need. But some other times I've also found myself literally driving all day eight plus hours a day just looking for camping, not even trying to go anywhere. So I don't pay rent. But I do have to complicate my life and find places to park that are suitable and meet all of my qualifications. I do not leave my dog at home. Of course, I leave her in the van for short periods of time when the weather allows for it, when I'm going to the grocery or into a business that she can't join in on. But when I lived in an apartment, I would leave her in the apartment all day while I went to work or while I went and hung out with friends doing non-dog friendly things and these days I cater my whole life around what she can join in on. It's almost like having a service dog, except that I'm the serviced animal to my dog. <laughs> I'm always around her. She's catered to in ways that most other dog parents don't have to rearrange their entire lives to like suit their pet. And don't get me wrong, I wouldn't trade her for the world, but I probably wouldn't even be living in the van if I didn't have her with me by my side at the beginning. But my life revolves around her, and I and I don't leave her home for hours like I used to. But I don't always leave home for hours like I used to. The third thing I don't do anymore as a full-time van lifer is I don't go to restaurants often. This is in part because of the expense, but also because of the pup as I just mentioned. Going to restaurants is far more expensive than buying groceries, and because my income varies so much in the van... I don't often want to add a restaurant experience into my budget. I also don't leave the dog alone for that long. And let's not forget finding parking for a giant van with a big bike rack and a high roof can be really stressful especially in cities. I don't want to navigate tiny parking lots, lots of other guests, and like kids darting out from every direction. So you know, Like, restaurants and other similar things are one of those things that, like, I do with friends when one of my friends has a house that I can park the van at and leave the dog in. It's so simple. It's so easy. Totally minimized and simplified my life there. I don't shower every other day. When I lived in apartments or houses, I would shower daily or every other day. And these days, I wash my hair about once a week, whether I have access to running water or not. Um, I bathe my body with baby wipes or like sponge baths as needed. Or if I can find a running water shower, I do that. And sometimes, yeah, that means that I smell and that my hair is greasy. But it's so much work to either A find a shower, find parking at the shower place that's in the shade so Lisa doesn't get too hot while I'm like in the shower and she's in the van. I gotta collect all of my shower things, truck them inside, set up a temporary spa for myself, do the showering with probably multiple other humans and kids around, get clean, dry off, repack all the shower paraphernalia, truck it back out to the van, dry my hair and my towel, and get on with my day. Option B, I can boil water in my van, set up my spa outside my slider door using my little step that I have as a shelf, I mix the hot water with cold water in the biggest bowl I have, I use a mug to like pour the water over my head. I wash and condition my hair in full squat position for 10 to 15 minutes with my head completely upside down, trying not to get shampoo in my eyes while keeping an eye on the dog so that she doesn't wander too far and wondering if anybody is going to walk or drive by watching this circus. So showering, super luxurious, so simple to only do it once a week. I don't do laundry every week. When in Sticks and Bricks, I did my laundry once a week, like everyone else, in whatever machine I had available to me. And then in my last apartment, right before I moved into the van, I didn't have a machine. And I didn't want to pay extra to use the machine that the rest of the complex shared. So, I started doing my laundry in my shower. And this was a really great system for me. Um, I do laundry every few days, hang dry in my bathroom. I always had fresh clothes. It was never like a whole pile. It was only a few things at a time. Everything was washed very gently um, with the same stuff that I use for my body. And it was really, really easy once I got the hang of it. And so then when I moved into a van, I tried to keep things similar as much as I could except that now I was showering once a week a lot less frequently and so taking a bit more laundry in with me to the shower and then it just became kind of a bigger ordeal and then I'd have to find out you know go drive somewhere I can hang dry my clothes or hang dry the clothes all over the van to try and get them dry. So in the van I've had to learn new ways to get clean clothes in addition to the tried-and-true showering or machining. I've got a small bucket, a different bucket than I use for my hair, that I can put like one shirt or like a few undies or socks at a time. I mix them with my shampoo and water and then I wash them by hand. um, And I hang dry them outside or in the van if I can't find a place to shower or like a small non laundromat machine to use, like friends and family's houses. A lot of vanners love laundromats. They usually have service. They're good places to park. They have outlets and things we can charge. But I've had an aversion to laundromats since college. I hate them. I can't really tell you why I hate them, but I really hate them. So I do everything in my power not to have to use one. And so my, uh, my laundry methods these days are so minimalistic and simple just like van life. Not complicated at all. So let's move on to some of the things that I don't buy as a van lifer anymore. The top thing, based on what we were just talking about, is detergent. Now this isn't true for all vanners, as I've said before, But I do my laundry with the same products that I use to wash my hair and my body, and sometimes I wash in the wilderness, sometimes I wash wherever I shower, sometimes I use friends' and family's machines, and so I don't keep detergent on hand because I wouldn't use it enough to make it worth taking up space in my tiny house, and I know. I just know with absolute certainty that if I had detergent in the van, it would find a way to explode and spill everywhere, and that would be a hell of a cleanup very slimy, very gross, would probably smell great, and everything would be clean, but, like, gross. So the last time I bought detergent was probably, like, three years ago, I don't buy it anymore. I also do not buy frozen foods. I don't have a fridge or a freezer, so where would I put frozen foods? When I first moved into the van, I tried to buy frozen foods that I knew I would eat within the first day or two, like frozen vegetables and stuff, um, so that I could use them as kind of, like, Ice for my cooler um, and then you know also to eat the food but every time I tried it it backfired and the food went bad before I could eat it. It was super slimy and like a lot of meals were ruined figuring that out the hard way. Money was wasted figuring that out the hard way. So I completely gave up on that tactic and I just don't go down the frozen aisles these days in the grocery store unless I'm with a friend and we're grabbing ice cream that we're gonna share and we're gonna eat within the hour, probably in the parking lot of the grocery store. And I do miss frozen foods, like the convenience of it and the cost. And you know, when I have access to ovens, I will absolutely go ham on some cheap frozen pizza. That's kind of my jam. That's what I miss the most. I do not buy aluminum foil or saran wrap or anything like that. Um, As I said before, space is really at a premium foil and wrap take up a lot of valuable space in my drawers and in my trash when they're done being used since they're just really like a single or double use object and that's like not super sexy so i just don't buy those things i use reusable tupperware containers for all of my storage needs and really most of my dishes needs as well i don't actually have like plates in the van i use cutting boards as plates um, and i mostly use bowls and mostly bowls and my Tupperwares are all bowls and like I do like making enough of a meal to have leftovers so that I don't need to cook later but putting like foil or wrap or something like that like just ain't gonna happen. So I use lids instead, lids that are very old, lids that are cracking and like melted in places and most certainly leak whatever is inside of them um, if they're not perfectly flat on the bottom of my cooler, uh, and this is, this is an ideal substitute to aluminum and, uh, saran wrap. It's great. I do a lot of traveling, but I no longer buy knickknacks and souvenirs. Again, space. Premium. And I used to be a huge fan of like knickknacks and souvenirs. In my previous homes, I really liked having like little shelves or like little nooks and crannies where I could have collections of things that were really cute, and made me happy to see, reminded me of people and places that I loved. But the van is just not gonna have that. The closest that I get is like my hanging photos above my back doors and you know, it's lightweight They're all held up off the ground, off of a surface with tiny, tiny, tiny paper clips, and I've got, you know, photos and origami and notes and, like, things that remind me of people and places that I love in that way, instead of buying, like, a cute little sculpture or something from someplace that I'm at. If I do buy souvenirs in any of the towns that I visit, most of the time they are postcards, and then I mail them out to my friends and family, and then they don't stay in the van anyway. They're small. They're cheap. They bring the joy to other people as well. And that's kind of how I do souvenirs these days. In the same vein as knickknacks and souvenirs is decor. Home decor falls into the category of things that I no longer buy as a full-time banner. With no place to hang art, no shelf place to keep, like, knickknack e decor, I just don't buy it. It's not like I'm going to buy it and store it, you know, until the next time I have a house. I just don't buy it. I admire them in the shops that I visit. I really like a well-appointed house. I'm very excited to be able to decorate the next house that I live in, but until then I keep my money in my pocket and I don't actually buy anything new. Plus like the van is not really a safe space for things like that, for decor type things. With all the dirt road driving I do when I'm looking for camping obviously because I'm not paying rent, Um, Things get knocked around all the time, and anything that I bought would just break anyway. Things would fall off of the walls or bounce out of my completely open shelving and, like, get lost or broken all the time. And so why would I waste my money on something that's just gonna break, like, next week? Another thing I don't pay for is electricity. I don't have an electric bill. I haven't had an electric bill in almost three years. I would add no utility bills to the list. But I do pay for water sometimes so usually I can find it for free but sometimes I pay for it so like anyway I do pay for water sometimes but electricity I do not pay for. The 100 watt uh, solar panel that I have on my roof did come with an initial cost of course to buy it and last year when I upgraded my two deep cycle batteries to a brand new battle Born lithium battery that was a pretty hefty investment as well but over the last two and a half years I haven't paid for electricity even one time, and that is pretty awesome. I'd say that the startup expense of the solar panel and the batteries and etc. was well worth the lack of electrical bills I've had since then. And this might not be true for vanners who invest in high-end utilities. Um, for the van, you know, a couple hundred watts of solar power and the lithium batteries, et cetera, et cetera, And then only live in the van for a short time. Um, my investment pays off in the long run, not in the short run. So if you build out a van and you use super high-end uh, everything, especially electrical, um, it might not be worth the investment for you if you're only going to do it for six months or so. But for me, it works out because I've been in the van for two and a half years and I don't plan on leaving. The final thing I'm gonna talk about in this episode that I don't buy anymore since I live in the van is dish soap. My sink drains straight through the van to the ground. So I don't use regular like, chemical heavy dish soap. I don't wanna put chemicals like that on the ground. And so I use water and vinegar and baking soda for most of my cleaning needs after Lisa gets to do her pre-rinse job, of course. But dish soap is kind of one of those things that people seem to always have around in their houses, but they never actually buy. Um, Or at least like that's how it was for me when I was in sticks and bricks. I could make that last drop of soap last like a week or two. I would make it last as long as I possibly could so that I didn't have to go buy more. And so now I don't have to buy more because I don't use dish soap in the van. Instead, I buy vinegar by the gallon. So I think that's a fair trade. So this has been a very brief, lightly comical roundup of some of the changes that my life has gone through um, since living in the van. And, you know, I'm I'm sure, I'm certain that there's more things that I don't do or things that I don't buy that I just couldn't think of in the making of this episode. And I'm sure those of you who live in vans or other alternative lifestyles have things that you don't do or buy anymore based on your lifestyle. And I want to know what those are. I want to know what they are so that, A, I know what I forgot, and I want to know what they are so that I can figure out where I can cut a few more corners or uh, costs, cut costs, um, where I'm not cutting them right now. So leave those in the comments or DM or whatever, however it is that you're um, listening to this, watching this, enjoying this. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, please, you know, show your support for the show so that I can keep producing it every week. And if you've made it to the end of this episode and you haven't subscribed yet, you probably liked what you heard and you should probably subscribe, hit the bell, get the notifications, do all the things, um, and tune in next week for another excellent episode. Thanks. Bye. We've reached the end of this episode of Deliberate Living. You can find the show notes and everything we referenced over on my website at www.hollycpriestly.com and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube where I also publish weekly blogs and other informative videos. You can come join my Patreon community and get behind the scenes and bonus content as well as postcards, stickers, and whatever else I choose to create. I'll see you next week on Deliberate Living and until next time, keep your life on the